Hey, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. It's where I uh, sit down on my lunch break, and we just go over some Bible verses that I feel point us towards biblical uh, manhood. They're uh, they're all found on the man cards, and the uh, just a series of some thought-provoking questions to uh, kind of guide a conversation through through life as applied or to the Bible was applied to life. There we go. So, away we go. We're in Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. This is where God curses man for sin. And, uh, this, I don't know, there's some, some stuff to learn here. So, here we go. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it, Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Nice. This is also partly where that ashes to ashes, dust to dust saying comes from for funerals and stuff. Right there. So... Before we start going through the questions, um, actually, no, that's that question. Gets it. So, um, what's one key word here in this passage? I might have to say that's cursed. Um, this is consequences for for messing up. This is the uh, explanation for the human experience. All the existential angst. All of the uh, whiny millennials cry about nowadays. It comes from this. It's an out outgrowth of this curse, and it's it's not supposed to be present. It's supposed pleasant. It's supposed to be a consequence. And so here we are, right? Uh, how important is this, and why? This is incredibly important. Once again, I just said it explains all of human experience to a large extent. Uh, the fact that we die as humans, the fact that that's terrifying, the fact that life sucks and then you die, those are all accurate observations, and that's why. Uh, because we were disobedient, because man sinned, all of men sinned in Adam, right? Um, that's, that's a big deal. So the reason we're cursed... Uh, then to Adam he said, he being God, because God's the one kind of dishing out all the curses at this moment. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat from it. So, that was, that was man's initial sin, was being passive. Not that it's wrong to listen to your wife, but that he didn't stand up for what he knew was right. God looked at him in his face, because remember he walked with men in the garden. God was there. Looked him in his face and said, that tree, you don't eat it. Okay? Tree, bad. No eat. That tree, good. You eat. And then Adam just lays back in his chill, and his wife says, hey, I think we should eat from this tree. And instead of like, no, we just got told, he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Sounds good. It's the 
the equivalent of your wife coming up to you one day and like, hey, honey, I think we should murder people. And you being like, all right, I don't have anything to do Tuesday. That's, that's dumb. That's a bad idea. You should stand up as a man for what you know to be true and right and say, no, murder is wrong. Um, we should listen to God. And that refusal to listen to God and that refusal to stand and speak was was what messed us up. And you can see that at work in the culture today, right? When men don't stay with their families, when they don't take an active role in their family, when they don't uh, speak encouragement and discipline into their children's lives, you have what our culture is experiencing now is a, is a drought. It's a manhood drought. There's no presence in uh, the culture at large is masculinity. Um, the church is turning it around, and there are a lot of, um, in the modern evangelical movement, there's a large group moving in that direction that says, oh, this has become a problem, we need to fix it in the church first. Um, but you can see it at work in the culture. This is way before Jesus, way before Abraham. This is God programming every human. This is how we're made and built. And we're, we're hardwired to to be responsible, to do what God says, and to stand up and speak what's right. And when people don't do that, things fall apart. So, cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat it all the days of your life. Not till you're 65. All the days. Every day. If you look at the statistics for how long people live, men live after retiring, it is frightening. You got two years. If you retire and then sit on your couch watching reruns of Golden Girls every day, you have two years to live on average. Some people can sneak by a little longer than that if they stay active in clubs and junk outside of that. But that's about it. You need to continue working. Now, that may not mean that you continue breadwinning and supporting a family, but you need to have your butt off that couch doing something every day or all the days of your life get real short. Men were built to work. So back before the curse, uh, I don't remember if we hit this verse already or not. Ah, got sweat leaking down into my eyeball. Ah, all right. Fight through the pain, push past it. Boom, 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 boom. So chapter two, we got God making man on the seventh day. Wait a minute. Oh, the sixth day. Sorry, sorry. So we get on chapter two. We get a little recap. And before the curse, before the fall, God put the man in the garden to work it and to keep it. Bam! There we go. Uh, fifteen, two fifteen, Genesis two fifteen. For those of you reading along in your Bibles, P.S. You should always check my footnotes. Never trust anybody else's footnotes. Always look it up for yourself. Always. Anyone who tells you you don't need to look it up for yourself, they're lying to you. About whatever it is you should look up, and the general principle at large. So, anyway, uh, the Lord took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. In Hebrew, those words are work and protect. And I don't know a man alive that doesn't think it's important to work and to protect. And that's, that's core to our nature. 
But now what we see in the curses that God gives us are those two things suck. They were going to be fun. This is our thing now. Now it's less fun. So it's this balance of, yes, it's that, that brief moment of elation where you're tired and you can look back on all of that thing you did today. It's easier in construction because you can look and go, hey, there's a thing I made. Awesome. Um, you know, it might be a little harder for, you know, accountants and things to look at. That's why it's, it's good to have like stacks of paper that you can move left and right as you accomplish stuff because you have a, a visual cue. But to just sit back and go, yeah, look what I did. I, I accomplished that. That's great. That's awesome. And so that's, that's part of how we were built. But now, it's going to suck. It's hot. Offices are uncomfortable. Your back hurts. Construction sites are dangerous and uncomfortable and hot because we're the ones putting in the power for the air conditioning. Other guys are putting in the vents for the air conditioning. The plumbers are putting in the plumbing for the, the toilets and everything to work. So you don't have any of that. You're just inside of an empty building sweating your brains out, uh, waiting for the day to be over. And it's it's painful and uncomfortable. And this moves... So any, any field, any work, it doesn't matter how cushy you think someone else's job is, that real estate agent who gets to run around jet setting all day long barely gets to see his family because he has to be out every night at 7 o'clock every night because that's when people want to see houses. He doesn't get to have dinner with his family as often as you do because you're off at work at 2 o'clock every day. Yeah, shout out to construction. It's awesome. Yeah, we got to be up at 4 though and listen to people complain about being at work at 9 and you're like, what? Well, yeah, but they don't get home till 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. Everybody's job sucks in different ways. And you find the job that you enjoy more than you dislike, and that's the one you stick with. And that's all because this curse right here. The sweat of your face, you will eat bread till you return to the ground. And all work, anything that you're going to do to support your family is going to be hard. And you're going to have to make it work and work at it. Bam. So, does this mean that work is a bad thing? Of course not. Of course not. Like I said, you get satisfaction from work because we're made to work. That's our purpose. It's just hard now, and you've got to work harder and work more. And there's a lot of young kids nowadays growing up, and they see all these people making videos on YouTube and think, oh, I just want to do that all day, and I'll be able to retire one day, or people getting sucked into these garbage networking schemes, and they're like, oh, but it's it's not Amway. Amway's different now. You don't understand, and I'll be able to retire when I'm 45 and live on a yacht, and that's never going to happen, and when it does, you've got two years, and then you'll be struck with crippling depression or just kind of like die of being useless constantly have to find purpose you have to be working and if you ask those people who are on the other side of the fancy youtube videos that make their living that way they spend their whole lives their whole week is focused on how do i fine-tune the algorithm how do i make ads do this how do i create the video what kind of thumbnail do i need to use it's their livelihood it's work it becomes work and they work hard at it and you don't get to cheat that you don't get to escape that because we're made to work, and it's a great thing. I was—I made my nine-year-old son mow the lawn yesterday with a push mower, the little rolly, real spinny blade push mower. And he had to work, and he complained, but he kept, he'd run inside, get some water, and got back to it, and kept up. And I told him, 
Hard work makes food taste better. Sure enough, he agreed as soon as he got inside from that heat. Got more cold water, set him down with some Gatorade. He ate a good salad. And he was just like, Dad, you're right. This food tastes way better. Because it does. All of the little little luxuries of life are so much sweeter when you come at it tired and exhausted and you feel as though you've really earned it through the sweat of your brow. And it's awesome. So, how does this change our perspective for tomorrow? I would hope it means maybe you're a little more eager to bounce out of bed tomorrow and go, I get to work today. Not I have to go to work or I have to do this. Change, change your phrasing a little bit maybe. I get to go to work. I get to go do things. If you get up and go to work every morning, there are a lot of people who roll out of bed into a wheelchair and wheel to work every day. And there are a lot more people who don't even get to do that much if they are stuck and bedridden or um, are physically or, or mentally deficient in some ways for a, like with a disability or something. That is, they don't get to work. They don't get to go to a construction site and lift heavy things all day and feel awesome about it. They don't get to sit behind a desk doing um, accounting math and feel really smart about like, oh man, I do a lot of stuff. Or, you know, they don't get to be a real estate agent who feels like, oh yeah, I sold so many houses today or I'm really connecting with people because they, they love people skills. They don't, they don't get that rush because they're stuck in their situation. You get to be where you're at and uh, to really appreciate that and love life. So, to dust you shall return. Everybody's going to die one day. So it's not about the destination, though. It's the journey, right? All right. Take what you will from that. Uh, throw your answers down in the comments below. Tell me what you think. Ask me your questions. And uh, feel free, more than free, to share your questions, comments, concerns, and cries of heresy. I will see you next time. Godspeed.